Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Monday. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. The 18th day of October. In the year 1009 AD, the ruling Islamic Ayam destroys the Church of the Holy Sepulcher in Jerusalem down to bedrock. We do not think of the Alps as being geologically active, but they were created by a collision of Europe and Africa. In 1356, the northern Swiss city of Basel is destroyed by an earthquake. Fred Schwartz is born in Prussia in 1836. As a 20-year-old, he immigrates to the U.S. with his three brothers. They work for a German stationery importer in Baltimore. A few years later, they form their own store. Importers often included toys and other products in their crates to expand their offering. Schwartz, I have trouble saying that without thinking of space balls, began selling stuffed toys alongside the more serious paper products. But the toys outsell the paper. So you sell what the people are buying, and toys it is. The store will settle in New York City and become a fixture for the next 150 years. Frederick Augusta Otto Schwartz. F.A.O. Schwartz. The novel Moby Dick is first published under the title The Whale in London in 1851. Alaska becomes a U.S. possession in 1867. The U.S. purchased the land from Russia for $7.2 million. 1898, the U.S. takes possession of Puerto Rico from Spain. Actor Victor Sin Young, spelled Y-U-N-G, is born to Chinese immigrants in 1915. Young is best remembered as the household cook at the Ponderosa, on the Bonanza series. As Hop Singh, he was usually a secondary character, but was featured in a few shows. He appeared in 107 episodes between 1959 and 1973. Young also played other characters in shows over 40 years in Hollywood. It does happen, but not terribly often, an entertainer will make a mark in two areas. Robert Troop is one example. Troop wanted to try his hand as a songwriter in Hollywood. He and his wife pack up their things and drive across country. When they arrive in Los Angeles, they wrote a song about their trip. Route 66 will be a hit and will be covered many times. But Troop was not finished. He moved to acting and appeared in the MASH film as the disgruntled Staff Sergeant Gorman. When producer Jack Webb cast him as Dr. Joe Early in the series Emergency, his wife, actor Julie London, as nurse Dixie McCall. 1922, the British Broadcasting Company is formed. The initial BBC was a commercial enterprise. It lasted for just over four years when it transferred ownership to the non-commercial, crown-chartered British Broadcasting Corporation. The later BBC is still controlling British radio and television. One of the early rock and roll singers, Chuck Berry, is born in 1926. He had a string of hits, including a jazzy cover of Troop's Route 66. He had a long and diverse career, but playing the irascible General George S. Patton was George C. Scott's best-known role. Scott was born in 1927. Standout football player and coach Mike Ditka is 82 today. Also 82 is Irish traditional balladeer Paddy Riley. The song Spansel Hill is sometime attributed to Riley, but he only sung it and did not write it. It details an Irish-American immigrant who dreams of his former home in County Clare. 
The plight of the Irish is common theme in music. Riley's version of the lament, The Fields of Athen Rye, tells one story of deportation for stealing to feed one's family. Then the stately ballad, The Cliffs of Dunene, extols the beauty of County Clare, which is a frequent setting of Riley's songs. Ireland is a very interesting study in terms of history, legend, and song. The country is about the size of Indiana and with a similar population, yet one in 11 Americans claim Irish roots. You've heard the song line, Clowns to the right of me, jokers to the left. That is from the song Stuck in the Middle, co-written by Scotland-born Irishman Joe Egan. Egan is 75 today. Chuck Lorre has created a string of current and recent sitcoms, including The Big Bang Theory. Lorre is 69 today. 1954, Texas Instrument announces the first transistor radio. First-generation radios and amplifiers utilized vacuum tubes, which were large, drew a significant amount of current, and released a lot of heat. They were about the size of a pill bottle. The tubes, that is. Transistors provided the same function, but relied on a different form of physics. They were vastly smaller, drew a small amount of current, and created less heat. This allowed radios to become handheld devices and battery-powered, hence portable. In 1979, more and more programming that might be of public interest is being delivered to television stations via satellite. Consumers are looking to capture the signals with large satellite dishes in their backyards. Program providers do not like the idea. The Federal Communication Commission decrees that this is allowed and folks do not need a license. The doctrine has always been any signal that is broadcast could be received. The sender can encrypt it in most any way they like, but it is still on the air. Any signal that can be received in your backyard is fair game. Cell phones change this, and receivers for them are restricted. Digital signals have made encryption much easier and stronger. That's history and comments for the 18th day of October. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go and do something worth remembering.